Finally, we're back. It's been a while and so much has happened in the world since the last time I podcasted. It hasn't stopped the world from moving and it hasn't stopped us from trying to find ways of finding architecture and making architecture. But the interesting thing is, I myself have missed podcasting and I realized that there has been a void in the ideas market which regards podcasting. So we're back and we've made quite a lot of noise on social media, given that we have a new and improved podcast to accompany you with your day. That's our goal, you see. We want to accompany you with your day and make your day just a little bit more beautiful and a little bit more engaging regarding architects and regarding architecture. We want to make you see your environment in another way and we want to make you understand that the things that go on to make your environment what it is are created from a deep theoretical learning which has to be suffered for. This podcast is an experiential podcast that talks about one person's journey through the world to find great canons of architecture, to understand them, and to put his continent and his culture at the forefront of the architecture world map. And therefore, because of that, um, this new and improved podcast will have a a very rigidish, not quite rigid, but not quite fluid structure. It's going to be based on certain things. It's going to be based on my daily experiences as I travel to look for work, to do to do some work and to do research around the world. Um, also, it's going to be based on our experiences as an office. And it's also going to be ma- based on our theoretical leanings and our theoretical understanding. So it's, it's, it's a podcast now for everybody. We're going to talk, talk about funny stories of trying to understand what it is that we're doing. And we're going to talk about serious things regarding how we do what we do and where we want what we do to go from here. So it's the big questions, you see. Anyways, um, we're not going to have this podcast forever. I'm with you for the next 54 weeks. So we're doing one episode a week and one Instagram live a week. Our Instagram, by the way, is at A-A-C- W podcast at AACW podcast. It'd be nice if you follow us because we follow back and that page is on fire. Anyways, uh, back to it. Like I said, 54 episodes and this is episode one. So we don't have that much time to lose. I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to to have your um, undivided attention for the next 10 minutes and I'm happy to provide a, a springboard for your experiences. I'm happy to provide some some context to the lives of architects and also some context to the lives of people on the outside looking in. So just imagine now that we're in France. This happened a couple of years ago. Um, I was in France with the intention of finding Le Corbusier. Le Corbusier is one of my favorite architects. I've, I've, 
I've been known to study a lot of his work. And so I I decided that I'd I'd go to France to try and understand what it was about Le Corbusier that I liked so much. I went to France at the wrong time. It was January, the cold was biting and it was snowing. And I had never been in European snow before. I must tell you that European snow differs totally from the snow everywhere else. I mean, I had been in Washington when it was snowing and I I was still able to take cold drinks. But in Europe, the whiteness of the snow affects your eyes. The frequency of the snow affects your mind. So you end up just being depressed for no just cause. So I wore my G-Star raw boots, 6 a.m. in the morning, jumped out of my hotel at the outskirts of France. Of course, at the outskirts, because staying near the Louvre is, is, un, un, is unfathomable for an architect who is trying to do research. No grants give you that kind of money. I jumped out, jumped on the train, got to Central Paris, and started to try to go towards Le Corbusier's Villa Stein at Gashis. These pronunciations are quite difficult. But I I had seen that villa as the alternative to all the Le Corbusier noise um, because it it wasn't as famous as his most famous Villa Savoie. Villa Savoie is a canonical villa that sits on columns in a green landscape that every student of architecture who studies in Europe and has any form of mobility is quick to go and study. So I came from Africa and I said, I wouldn't study Villa Savoie. I'd instead study Villa, Villa Stein. Now, there's a thing that happens to us in Africa. Buildings live and die, and then when they die, they, call, they reincarnate as different things. They reincarnate with, without their typical um, program, they reincarnate as different types of buildings. So we, we were brought up to believe that um, a building in Europe that is as famous as a Corbusier building, for instance, would never die. <laughs> it would be there like a museum forever and ever. So where you, where you go there after 300 years, it will still be Corbusier and you can still see his principles. But anyways, um, I'm off to go and check my Le Corbusier out. And unfortunately, the train stops about 30 minutes from, or maybe I didn't understand the train map, which, I mean, it happens to all of us. Uh, so I, I, start, I, I start to walk in the snow, wearing my famed G-Star or knee-high boots. I'm trudging in the snow. Snow is giving me a lot of tension on my feet, in my feet. And I get to this beautiful white wall built in classical fashion. It was like nothing I had ever seen before. I had seen so many other buildings in my life, but that wall, that wall was a drama. Was Le Corbusier at its finest. It was architecture at its cleanest. I had seen something that I had never experienced before. It was light and at the same time it was heavy. It was porous but it wasn't porous. It was the kind of contradiction that our ancestors as Africans told us about that man is both man and spirit. 
but an African is more spirit than his man. It was that kind of reading that came to life in concrete, a material that is inert. The Corbusier had given spiritual life. Suddenly, I wanted to go into the building. But that's where my excursion stops. Because the building has been changed to student housing. It used to be a single house before, so I have no access to it. I look up from the snow-filled frontage and I see people looking at me, black man in Europe, black man wearing all black with a black hoodie in Europe in the snow, in that contrast, I'm pressed, there's no, there's nowhere to pee and I realize that I'm out of place, I can't even make a drawing, I don't really even take photographs and I have to walk away from the place. It's, it's such an experience to have been so close to something that you desired for so long to almost be able to touch and feel it and to be turned back like that. But these are the experiences that we get as we travel. Um, I've since studied, began to study all the pictures I have, um, I've gotten off from books of Villa Stein at Gashis. And it's, I've learned so much from it. But at the same time, that experience has made me realize that there's something about architecture that can change lives and make us feel a spiritual upliftment. And that's what we need to pursue in architecture. And this is the reason why we keep on pursuing Le Corbusier, because his work is both spirit and man which is a lot like what we've learned from our traditional African architecture. Anyways, this podcast is going to have a simple format. I've started today by giving you this story of France, but the next podcast, which will be exactly a week from now at the same time, would be about a more theoretical subject. So I believe you're, you're, you're getting the idea now. Every odd episode will be about an experience and every even episode will be about some form of theoretical leanings. And at the end of 54 episodes, we'd have a party. Thank you very much for listening. This is the An African Conquering the World um, podcast. You can find us also on Instagram at AACW Podcast. And we'll be very, very, very happy if you comment and if we can have a long discussion on social media. Also, don't forget to listen up next week and also to share with as many people as you can. Thank you very much for the support over the last few years and thank you very much for listening. We're back, we're better, and we're not going anywhere for the next 54 weeks. Cheers.